you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up? What's up? How are we doing? How are we doing? And welcome to episode number 88 of the Banner Branch Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? I hope you're better than I am because I am absolutely and utterly miserable. You can find me on the Twitter machine at BannerBancher18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. So, yeah, the uh, the uh, Toronto Raptors, yeah, the, the team up in Canada, they have now tied a uh, Eastern Conference Round 2 basketball series with the love of my life, the Boston Celtics, 2-2, uh, to two after a 193 win last night down in Orlando, Florida, in the bubble. As you can see, I'm adding words that are really not needed to avoid talking about this game in every single way, shape, and form. So... I'm just going to kind of start this off a little differently. Usually I talk about, you know, the things I I was looking for in the series at the end. But I'm going to kind of do a little uh, switcheroonie and hope it brings some better juju to the Boston Celtics because they don't have any good juju right now. None. They don't have any. So the five things from the series preview that I was, you know, that I've been talking about, uh, fast break points. Well, in game four, I thought the Celtics did a lovely job. There were some positives. <laughs> Kill me. There were some positives, uh, in, in, uh, in game four, uh, the, the Celtics scored seven fast break points and the Raptors only scored six. So they did get back on defense. <laughs> so that's a positive. I'm going to snap at one point during this podcast, so apologies in advance. Uh, Brad versus Nick. Well, Brad Stevens looks like a JV coach over these last uh, 96 minutes, probably even more, to be honest with you. Over the last two games or so, Nick Nurse is destroying Brad Stevens in every single way, shape, and form. I mean, Nick Nurse even brought out a box and won at one point. I think it was to start the third quarter and again the Celtics pooped themselves because they were not prepared for it so I guess you could say out of the five things it's one to one so far and then Siakam versus Tatum listen folks Jason Tatum didn't have a bad game he just didn't have a good game or a great game he just had a okay game you know you know 24 points 10 rebounds handful of assists that's delicious you know you would think but the star of the game Pascal Siakam he uh he played better. He shot the ball better. Uh, Jason Tatum had five turnovers. Pascal Siakam had a big fat goose egg in the turnover battle. Pascal Siakam seemed much more engaged in this game than Jason Tatum did. And yeah, overall, um, I would give Pascal Siakam the check mark there. The guard play. <laughs> the guard play. 
<laughs> oh boy, Kemba and Marcus Smart didn't play very well. I mean, Kemba only took nine shots because that's you know that's the normal thing to do when you're an All NBA, four time All Star, whatever the case may be. Marcus Smart shot poorly again, of course. Can we? Can you imagine if Marcus Smart didn't make those 16 straight points in the fourth quarter of Game 2? The Celtics might be down three games to one. Did anyone else think of that? Oh, it was just me, like, rolling around on the floor after the game yesterday, like, kicking my feet like I was a four-year-old. No, I was the only one doing that. Okay, great, thanks. Uh, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet, they combined for a riveting 9 of 21 from three. Not great, Bob. That's not good. If that keeps happening, the Celtics are going to lose four in a row. And uh, thinking about that makes you want to projectile vomit when probably with a little bit of a splash of explosive diarrhea as well. And then the bench. The Raptors bench, they only went three deep. I thought Nick Nurse was going to make these guys go a lot deeper. But um, nope. Kyle Lowry's playing, I'm pretty sure, 52 out of a possible 48 minutes every game. So they don't need their bench guys if the heart and soul of their team's playing that many minutes. The Again, the Celtics outscored them, but you can say, sure, the four Celtics bench guys versus the three Raptors bench guys, like, oh, we outscored them. But Serge Ibaka scored 18 points, and his impact was much more important than Grant Williams and Shemi Ojale and Brad Wanamaker and uh, the Time Lord. Yeah, even though Shemi Ojale, you know, did score like five straight points for the Celtics, you know, because that's needed in the playoffs. Oh, my God. All right. One of the other things that I talked about in my series preview, uh, minus those five things that I was looking at, was who were the most important players going to be in each for each team in the series. So starting off with uh, the Raptors, I said Kyle Lowry, and that seems to be the case. And then I also mentioned Jalen Brown because I thought Kemba was going to get his. I figured Jason Tatum was going to get his. Marcus Smart, you know, whatever. Just whatever. Daniel Tice, you know, whatever. Gordon Hayward gone, you know, the Time Lord. <laughs> but Kyle Lowry, so in over the last two games that the Raptors have won, Kyle Lowry is 18 of 39 from the field. He has 17 rebounds and 18 assists. I would say that's pretty damn good. Jalen Brown, on the other hand, is 13 of 33 and has 18 points and two assists. And I think if you're just watching the game, I, I apologize for my pauses here. Um, I, I'm, I'm really trying not to, to lose my mind. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. And to be honest, I don't want to make myself feel uncomfortable either because I am really angry. But Jalen Brown, 13 of 33 in two games after saying that game three was a fucking disgrace. Well, <laughs> I think game four was a fucking disgrace too. So... Anyways, let's recap the game a little bit, shall we? Because now now I feel like it's time to get uncomfortable. All right, so once again, just like in the start of Game 3, Kyle Lowry, who is the heart and soul of this Toronto Raptors team, he Kyle Lowry might be the heart and soul of Canada, for all I know. I really dislike Kyle Lowry. I always have. I always have. Whether before the, Salt, uh, before the Raptors got good, while the Raptors were good, I've just never been a Kyle Lowry guy. I just feel like by the age of 50, he's going to have, like, a really bad case of, like, diabetes, and he's not going to be able to walk around, and he's just going to live his best life and just eat, and it, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said that, and, you know, he's a great basketball player, so I do have to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I just, you know. 
All right. So, yeah, Kyle Lowry. He goes off again in the third quarter. Once again, in the first quarter, once again, he comes out aggressive. He sets the tone, gets to the free throw line a lot. He pushed the ball after a made basket that led to like a Van Fleet three after the Celtics just jogged back because, you know, hey, you scored a basket. Let every, let's have everyone look at you. You're so good at basketball. Congratulations. Oh, my God. It was, it was terrible. Like right then and there, when I saw Kyle Lowry push that ball and I just saw the Celtics just drive back, uh, jog back after a made basket you knew it was going to be a very 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 long basketball game and it in the the Celtics ball movement to start it wasn't there Kemba Kemba needs to realize that if whether it's Grant Williams the Time Lord Tice Tatum Brown Smart Brad Stevens me you your mother your father whatever the case may be if Kemba Walker sees Marcus Hall and Kyle Lowry in a pick and roll situation Kemba Walker needs to, has to, must to, wants to be able to beat them to the basket. I don't care about their help defense. You're going to get fouled, okay? You're going to get fouled. You're going to get fouled. Kemba Walker should put his head down and just drive to the basket and get hit. Now, if he's worried about his knee, okay, fine. But guess what? It's the playoffs. People randomly get hurt every once in a while. With that being said, the Raptors are also posting up Kemba at every chance they can get, and it's working. Kyle Lowry is putting his big booty right into Kemba Walker. Siakam's doing the same. They're doing multiple switches to make sure that it can happen, setting multiple screens. And even though Kemba needs to attack the basket, now the Celtics need to help Kemba Walker more. But the Raptors are so good at just having plays turn to absolute poop. And it works. Like their their offensive plays must be called poop, shitstorm. I don't know what we're doing. Those must be their three play calls because that's all that they do. They like there is there is no way you can say oh well the Raptors just ran a good play because every single one of their plays just ends terribly. And and it, but it works. But it works for them. And it's absolutely unbelievable. But with that being said, I mean, Kemba and Marcus Smart did hit, you know, back-to-back three-pointers to cut down the lead a little bit, which is uh, good. It was interesting to see Tice get taken out as early as he did again. It kind of reminded us of, what was that, game three of the 76ers series when Daniel Tice got taken out, like 30 seconds in. I'm not saying it was that early, but I just thought it was a weird move, but it seemed to work. I feel like to all of Tice's confidence that he had going in, to the playoffs because I thought Tice played really well in the seeding games. And I just feel like all of his confidence is gone and now he's overthinking and it's going to get to my point later that the Celtics are mentally soft. But the Celtics did dominate in the paint. They got some really easy buckets. They shot 27. Um, <clears throat> they may have shot 27% from three, but they shot 47% from the field overall. They had 12 points in the paint compared to the Raptors two at the end of the first quarter. So you're saying, okay, if they can get a couple three-pointers to stick here, maybe this could be a basketball game. <laughs> no, because right away the Raptors go on a 7-0 run, and now their lead is up to 8. Jalen Brown started to absolutely crumble. He, I feel like Jalen Brown, I think Jalen Brown is a very, very, very smart kid. We, we all see all the positive things that he says all the time about whether it's Black Lives Matter and multiple other things going on in the community. Jalen Brown is very smart. That's why he's already the vice president of the National Basketball Players Association. Okay, He's a very, 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 very smart kid. 
but I feel like he's almost too smart for his own good, and he gets into his head too much because of how smart he actually is. And because of that, he overthinks everything. And I think he started to crumble, and he didn't hit a three. Remember, he didn't. He missed his first nine three-pointers that he took. He just kept shooting the ball. And he finally made one in the fourth quarter, and we'll get to that later on. But dumb fouls are made, and I just feel like it affects him. I feel like he gets in his head too much. And I know after the game, he's like, we have to stop – you know, doing all this talk, and we have to play stronger. And that's great. But the Celtics have to stop being mentally soft. Jalen Brown, for example, went 5 of 8 from 3 in game 1 of the 76er series. Yep, 5 of 8, game 1. Since then, he is 13 of 51 from 3. In 7 games, he is 13 of 51. That means, on average, he's taking a little bit over seven three-pointers a game. And he's only making a little under two. That is not okay. Jalen Brown needs to play better. Like, Jalen Brown, I know you're not listening. But if you are, you need to stop being in your own head. Stop being so smart. We're going to be okay. Hopefully. I don't think so. Oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. But we have to to play better and it starts with Jalen Brown because I know I can get it from Kemba I know I can get it from Tatum but I do not know if I can get it from Jalen Brown consistently and I talked about that a lot especially this season he needs he can't just come out in the first quarter score 15 points and just go bye-bye I'll be over here if you need me and then when he's needed he doesn't show up I am so angry at Jalen Brown 13 of 51 are you kidding me 13 of 51 in the last seven games from three-pointer. Like, Marcus Smart can't even do that. To be honest with you, I bet you Grant Williams can't even do that. You know who might even shoot better? Romeo Langford. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had to make myself laugh. Romeo Langford can't do that. Come on. All right. Um, going into the half, obviously, Fred Van Fleet hitting that three-pointer at the buzzer due to the Time Lord punching the ball out, which probably wasn't the greatest idea in the world, especially when you don't box out Marcus All, which is your number one priority. Wasn't great. But at the same time, where the hell was Marcus Smart? If you look at the picture, you could literally freeze frame it at the time where Marcus, uh, where the Time Lord literally pops it out of his hand, and you're like, where the hell is Marcus Smart? Why aren't you on Fred Van Fleet? That was the guy that you were guarding, and because you didn't guard him, he had a wide-open three, and he hit it super-duper. Because if you actually look at the replay, he actually swat, he tries to swat the ball from behind. So he started running down the court. That's not like Marcus Smart. That's not Celtics basketball. That is insane. Absolutely insanity in my end. But, so... Going in, I was trying to be as positive as possible. I'm not really a very positive person, as we all know. But thankful, I, I, I said to myself, thankfully the Raptors shot 33% from three and 34% from the field. And you're tied. It's, it was 49-49, I believe, at halftime, if I remember that correctly. And if I'm wrong, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so the start of the third quarter didn't go very well because Jalen Brown picked up his fourth foul with seven minutes to go. And breaking news, Jalen Brown is an important piece to the Boston Celtics. So when he has bad foul trouble that I've probably been saying over the last four weeks, ever since they gotten into the bubble, that Jalen Brown needs to focus on his foul trouble because when that's doesn't happen, that is a bad thing, especially with Gordon Hayward not being around. Does everyone understand, like, Gordon Hayward is still not on this team? Does everyone understand that Gordon Hayward was missed last night and really missed in every single game except for game one? Gordon Hayward playing last night, I'm not saying he would have helped us to win, but I think it would have been a lot better than having Shemi Ojale on the floor. Can we all agree there? Can we all agree that Gordon Hayward might have done something a little bit better than Shemi Ojale last night? Yeah? Great. Again, OG Ananobi, 
just killed the Celtics. On defense, offensive rebounds, going back up, getting to the free throw line. And he's not a very good free throw shooter. And he was a good free throw shooter last night. He's like a, I, I think he's a below 70% free throw shooter. But I don't think he missed a free throw last night, which is just insane to me. Well, let me look. He went three or four from the line. So that's 75%. Hey, I'm good at math. But, like, that is ridiculoso. Like, absolutely. Like, all right. In his last 10 games, he shoots, he's shot 76% from the free throw line. All the games versus the Boston Celtics this season or in the last four, he has shot 50%. So even in this game, he just beats us. He finds a way to beat us. But this, what OG Ananobi did, that energy, because Kyle Lowry at the time, you know, was bringing it, but just not as much. But that led to the Celtics dominating the Raptors. I mean, the Raptors dominating the Celtics in the final two minutes of the third. And I feel like that is the trend going on. And this whole, like, we crap ourselves in the third quarter thing has to end now. Not like in a couple hours, not, you know, right before tip-off. It has to end right now. The Celtics lost another third quarter. And ready for this? Since game two, okay, so quarter, so three third quarters worth. Does that make sense? The third quarter three times, game two, game three, game four. It's been so bad. You want to know how bad it is? The Raptors have 91 points. The Celtics have 67 points. So on average... 91 minus 67 is 24 divided by 3. That is 8. They're losing the third quarter by 8 points every single time. And hey, guess how many points they were down heading into the fourth quarter of this game? <laughs> 8. You guys serious? The Raptors are shooting 53% from the field and 41% from 3. The Celtics are shooting 36% from the field and 21% from 3. So what are they doing in the locker room? What is Brad doing? Is Brad not like is Brad not making any changes? I I'm such a Brad Stevens guy and I hate being hard on him because I really do think he's a coach, but at the same time I also know this is a players league and maybe not coaching is the most important thing in the world. See Steve Nash getting hired by the Brooklyn Nets and he's never coached a game in his life, even though he has two of what you could argue the top fifteen players in the NBA, one of them being a top five player in the NBA. But what are they doing? Like, I understand his, like, halftime speech was kind of cute. You know, you can't get too high. You can't get too low. I'm pretty sure I saw that at the paper store one time. But, it like, <laughs> what are they doing? Like, do they have subs? Like, like, what do they do? Like, do they binge watch, like, a TV show? Do they not go over anything? I don't understand why they come out in the third quarter and just are terrible. I don't understand it. Does anyone know what what they do? Anyone? Like, anyone, I, I Bueller, I, they can't come out again. And, like, every single time the third quarter starts, I almost just want to be like, all right, well, third quarter, usually they last about 27 to 28 minutes. Uh, all right, yeah, I'll turn, you know, I could watch an episode of Letter Kenny or something and then come back and the third quarter would be over. You know, like, that. that's just kind of how, how it is. And it's so frustrating. 91 to 67 in the last three third quarters. Oh, absolutely disgusting. So now that we're heading into the fourth quarter, we're down eight. We've been in this spot before. See game two when they were down seven or eight when Marcus Smart went absolutely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, hitting those 16 straight points in a row. So Nick Nurse decides to start off the fourth quarter with a box and one, which led to a Celtics turnover. Now, for those of you that don't know what a box and one is, basically a box and one 
is four players, one on the block, another one on the other block, one on the elbow, and one on the other elbow. If you guys don't know what the elbow is, for like, for example, my friend Matt Cuniff, who probably doesn't know a lot about basketball, but he likes when I explain things according to his text. So one guy on the block, one guy on the other block, and then two guys on the elbow. The elbow are, is the corner of the free throw line. So it literally is like an L shape, kind of looks like an elbow. What a world, huh? And then you have one guy playing man-to-man defense on what is arguably the other team's best player. So in this case, you would have Van Fleet, Ananobi, Gasol, and Siakam on the, you know, the blocks and the elbows. And then you would have Kyle Lowry on Jason Tatum or Kemba Walker. That way, the Celtics would have to figure out how to get Jason Tatum open. But it's also a good opportunity for the Toronto Raptors to blitz and trap Jason Tatum as quickly and as fast as possible, which they did a lot in this game, okay? And the Celtics weren't prepared for that. Now, I don't know if the Raptors do do the boxing one a lot, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they don't do it a lot, and Brad wasn't ready for it, excuse me, and that's on Brad. With that being said, the Celtics did play some good defense in the fourth quarter. They forced the Raptors to take a lot of tough shots. I don't think the Raptors played that well in the fourth quarter, to be honest with you. I just think the Celtics just played that poorly. Like, every single time the Celtics kept chipping away at the lead, they got it down to five, nothing happened. It it was so frustrating. It also didn't help that the Celtics were basically blinded by the three-point light. Okay? When Jalen Brown hit those couple three-pointers in back-to-back possessions, he took, what, three in one possession if you actually look at the second one that he missed Daniel Tice was wide open more wide open than a Creed song okay his arms were wide open he could have thrown it in for an easy pass now obviously you take the three-pointer but at the same time Jalen Brown took nine shots in the fourth quarter okay Jalen Brown heading into the fourth quarter was 0 of 9 from three and he was I think two of nine from the field not the guy you want taking nine shots in the fourth quarter and the rest of the team took eight the rest of the team took eight Kemba Smart Tice Tatum Brad Grant Williams if I think he played in the fourth quarter what are we doing like what are we doing (sighs) it's unbelievable Jalen Brown the guy who couldn't literally find a pair of Mickey Mouse ears in Disney World last night took nine shots in the fourth quarter, and the rest of the team in the fourth quarter took eight. That's ridiculous. You know what else is ridiculous? Kemba, Smart, Tatum, hit your motherfucking free throws. Like, come on. You like if you can't hit three three if you can't hit threes. And you also can't hit free throws? Just give it up. Just literally just jump off a splash mountain at that point. Like, but when they when the Celtics kept chipping away at the lead, and they kept getting it down to five, and then they would poop their pants, and then the Raptors would go up like seven or eight, and then the Celtics would get it back down five. But there was a time when Marcus Smart had one of the laziest, dumbest, most bizarre passes I have ever seen in my entire life. 
That pass at the top of the key where Tatum and Lowry fought for the ball out of bounds and Brad challenged it, they got the jump ball, etc., etc. That pass by Marcus Smart was unbelievable. Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart had a combined 10 turnovers, and the rest of the team had four. So two of the guys that handle the ball, I would say those guys handle the ball as much as Kemba does. I would say the three of them are equal, especially with Smart being a starter. Ten turnovers between the two of them. Ten. Kemba had two. So you could actually say 12 out of the 14 turnovers that the Celtics had were from Tatum, Smart, and Kemba. What The craziest part about Jalen Brown shooting 2 of 11 from 3, and I'm sorry that I keep going back to that, is technically he had the best percentage out of everyone else. Tatum was 1 for 6. Kemba was 1 of 6. Smart was 1 of 6. But Jalen was 2 of 11. So technically he had a better 3-point shooting percentage by from the other guys. So why am I bashing him so much? The other thing that I'm really concerned about before I move on is Jason Tatum has sucked in the fourth quarter in these last two games. He really has. And, you know, sure, the Raptors are now 6-0 and in game fours, and sure, the Raptors have won four straight series when the series has been tied 2-2. Two two. But Jason Tatum, in the last two fourth quarters, have been terrible. He didn't, he didn't shoot the ball that well in the third, and I didn't think he was very aggressive in the fourth. That push-off call on Kyle Lowry, that's going to be called every single time. I don't care if... Kyle Lowry's been in the league for five years, 14 years. If he's a smart enough and good enough to defender to grab onto Tatum's arm to then bring it into his body and then sell it, it's going to work every time. It really is. So Tatum, I, I, I'm telling you, Tatum is so concerned about the referees and that I, I don't know when it happened. I don't know why it started happening, but it has to change immediately. It really does. So the five things I wanted the Celtics to do in game four, do you think they, that they did them? First is, did they figure out their triangle 2-1-2 zone? Uh, they didn't show it that much. The Raptors didn't show it that much. But it, when they did, I thought the Celtics did an okay job with it. Uh, play with some urgency. Fail. <laughs> Fart. Fail. Terrible. Awful. No urgency. Thanks a lot. No canter. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it would have worked. That game was so weird. And with the amount of points that the Celtics scored in the paint, was unbelievable. I mean, the Celtics scored 44 points in the paint compared to the Raptors 26 but the Raptors also had 24 second chance points compared to the Celtics nine that's terrible 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 number three on the list be prepared for Siakam to go off oh yeah he went off and hold their big three to 60 points Siakam went off they weren't prepared for it and their big three dropped 62 which I guess is better than 71 but even still Siakam was going to have himself a game. Sure, it took 23 shots for him to score 23 points, and he was 2 of 13 from the field, which I guess is worse than Jalen Brown. But the, I, uh, the Celtics shooting 20% from three is just so bad. <laughs> just so bad. And then finally, limit fast break points, which, you know, which they did. They, the Raptors only got six, which is great, but they still lost. Absolutely unbelievable. All right, so... What can the Celtics do to win game five? Because if they don't win game five, it's over, right? I mean, I don't want to say that it is, but I mean, it's over, right? So 
the number one thing that they have to worry about is stop being mentally soft. Stop being mentally soft. You cannot admit after the game, because Kemba and Jason Tatum did, you cannot admit after the game that you didn't match their intensity after losing game three like that. You can't. You literally cannot do that. It's absolutely unbelievable. Like, how do you lose like that and not want to prove it was a fluke? It was absolute BS. The big three needs to play lights out. Kemba cannot. Kemba only took nine shots. He can't do that. He has to take at least 20. Tatum needs to be the superstar, we think, or hope that he is. Pray to God that he shows up. Jalen Brown needs to get his head out of his ass. And the, the big three has to play. Kemba, Tatum, Jalen. Those are the guys. Those are the guys that have to show up for the Boston Celtics. Smart's going to go, you know, 12, 13 points. Sure, cute. Thanks a lot. Time Lord, we'll get a couple. Graham Williams, we'll get a couple. Brad Wanamaker, we'll get a couple shots, blah, 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 blah. But Kemba, Tatum, and Jalen each need to score more than 22 points each. That is the only way the Celtics will win this basketball game. If Lowry's going to go off, if Siakam's going to go off, if Van Fleet's going to go off, fine. But Kemba, Tatum, and Jalen have to match that. They absolutely have to match that. Number three on the list, hit your fucking free throws, for the love of God. The Celtics went 20 of 27 yesterday hitting their free throws. Absolutely unbelievable. Number four, be the scrappier team. We all know that the Celtics are a scrappy team. That is how they play. That is, they love being the underdog. Well, guess what? Now you're the underdog because you've given all the momentum to the Toronto Raptors. So make that happen. You have to be the more scrappy team. Have to. So. And then finally, Brad has to stop being cute and just coach. Don't try and out-coach Nick Nurse. Just try to set up your guys the best way possible for them to succeed, for the love of God. Please, 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 Brad, do that, okay? If Jason Tatum has to play 40 minutes, fine. I mean, Pascal Siakam played 44. Lowry played, uh, I'm sorry, Pascal Siakam played 46. Lowry played 44. Van, Ple- Van Fleet played 45. Tatum, 43. Kemba 43, Smart 43, and Jalen 37. Jalen's 37 was because he got into foul trouble. I need Jason Tatum to play 46 minutes in this game. I don't care if he's tired. The kid's 22, 23 years old, 21. I don't care. He's young enough to play those type of minutes. This is a must-win game if you're going to move on. If Brad Stevens wants a little weight lifted off his shoulder, he has to beat. He has to outcoach Nick Nurse and beat this team. Whether you out, whether you outcoach him or not, you have to coach the Boston Celtics. Maybe not focus on the Raptors so much, but maybe focus on your own goddamn team and try and make them well. So. Brad Stevens has to coach normally and be a great coach that he is. Be the more scrappy team. Hit your fucking free throws. Kemba, Tatum, and Jalen have all the pressure on them. And then stop being mentally soft for the love of God. Please and thank you. That is it for episode 88 of the Banner Banter Podcast. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. I'm probably going to go punch a hole in the wall because I'm so angry still. Well, guys... We'll talk to you Tuesday. Have a great Labor Day. Go Celtics. uh, 6.30 tomorrow night, game five. I need to go. Bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.